0: Well, welcome to Emmanuel. How are you feeling today, guys? You doing all right? Today is Mother's Day. And so we want to say Happy Mother's Day to all you moms. Can we give them just a roaring applause real quick for all of our moms. We love you guys so much. That is awesome, awesome, we love you moms, all kind of moms here today, there's natural moms and there's adoptive moms and there's step moms and then there's just moms, you know what I'm saying, they don't even have any kids, they just mom everybody, you know what I mean, you know anybody like that, any mom, any like moms, moms in the crowds today, yeah, you just, you don't even have to be their kid, they just love on you, hug on you, love those, love those types of moms, so yeah, Mother's Day, we love moms, you guys are incredible, you're very, very special, you're also a little bit weird, that's true, that's true, Moms are a little bit weird. They do some crazy stuff, don't they? I've never seen, you know, individual people just take their fingers and just stick them in other people's noses. Just, uh, just <laughs> without hesitation, they pick, they pick noses that are not their own. It's like, this just moms do that. It's, cra- it's a crazy thing. I've never seen anything like it. Moms can carry like a mini fridge in their purse. It's unbelievable. It's like they just pull stuff out of there. It's ice cold. You know, how do they do that? You know, they're at a basketball game. and They just start pulling stuff out of their purse. It's incredible. Moms with little kids, they're obsessed with with poo. You know what I'm talking about? They are. They smell bottoms. It's amazing. They just lift kids up. They just smell butts. It's, It's crazy. You know, they monitor poop. It's amazing how they do that. You know, if it's too soft, there's a problem. Too many, there's a problem. Too hard, there's a problem. Wrong color, there's a problem. I mean, they, it's just, they're on it, right? They, ha- they kind of have to be. Moms are, moms are awesome. You know, you ever see a mom, you know, you know creep into the kitchen and open up the, the cupboard or whatever and sneak in there and take a bite of chocolate? Yeah, I've seen that. Never happened in my home, but, you know. Moms are crazy. They hide stuff. They take naps in their car while their kid. You rather than getting them out of the seat and bringing them in the house, they'll just stay in the car and take a nap with their kid. Moms do some crazy stuff. Moms never go without wet wipes. In fact, right now, if I needed a wet wipe, you'd probably bring one up to me right now because you got them in your purse. Moms are awesome. We love moms. You guys are incredible. We want to say thank you for all of the insight, all of the wisdom, all of the care, all of the love, the countless hours of driving us all over the place, fixing our problems. Being a shoulder to cry on, listening to our issues, moms, where would we be without you, right? We would not be here. And so I wanna to talk to moms today, because I wanna encourage you. A couple of reasons. Number one, your job is incredibly hard. I think it's among, it's among the hardest jobs in the world. It's also among the dirtiest jobs in the world. It should actually be an episode of the dirt and the dirty jobs of the guy Michael. It should be an, a whole episode of, of just mothering. And it's, it's an incredibly difficult, dirty job that you do. Uh, day in and day out. You got to keep up with the schedule and the homework and the house and all the discipline and then you got to try to manage social media. If you nowadays, that's kind of a new thing for moms and it's, it's just incredible all of the things that you have to do. It's an incredibly difficult job. Milton Berle said this, I love this quote, if evolution really works, how come mothers only have two hands? I love that because there's more work that a mother can actually get done in a given day. It's really, really hard. I also want to encourage moms today, I want to speak specifically into the heart of mothers today, because what you do matters. No one can influence your child like you can. No one can shape the, ter- the person that they become and the adult that they become like you can. In my own situation, I, had, I, had a, I have a great father who taught me how to hit a fastball and a curveball and how to catch a ground ball from at third base, and he taught me how to shoot hoops, and he, he taught me how to work hard, and, and I got a paper out when I was 13 years old delivering the New York Daily News every single day. I had to wake up as a 13, 14, 15-year-old kid and deliver those newspapers at 6 a.m. My father taught me work ethic. He taught me how to play sports, but my dad was not a spiritual person, and he was more of an agnostic uh, type of person. Um, didn't make him a bad dad. He just had no spiritual uh, side to him. So my mother leaned in, and she was the spiritual influence in my life, and she was the one that introduced me to Christ and, and the church. And, and I'm telling you here today, moms, listen to this. This is powerful. I would not be your pastor today if it weren't for my mother. That's, that's, that's the truth. That's the bottom line. My mother had a major influence in my life. She shaped who, the person that I am today, and I stand here as your pastor today because of her influence in my life. You have an enormous influence in your children's life. So, because your job is difficult and what you do matters, I want to speak specifically into three struggles that I believe every mom faces today and also give three solutions to kind of help you push through each one of those issues. Okay, it's very, very important. The first struggle I want to speak to is worry. Mothers struggle with worry. <laughs> Isn't that true, moms? I mean, it's like part of your nature, like to be a mother is to worry almost, they go hand in hand. You guys worry about everything, and, and for good reason, for good reason. They're, we live in a crazy world, don't we? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on, the kids have access to the internet and social media, and there's all kinds of influences there, so we worry about that, and Instagram and Facebook, and all these different, different Twitter, and all these different influences. We worry about our kids' friends at school, are they going to be influenced in the wrong way? Don't you, mom? Don't you? Moms? You ever worry about that? You know, are they going to start to smoke cigarettes? Are they going to start to drink alcohol? Are they going to start to do drugs? Are they going to start to have sex and get someone pregnant or get pregnant? And, and so there's all that to worry about. And so moms, we're worried about their education. Are they going to get the right education? Are they taking the right classes? And we worry about the, the person that they're becoming. Are they going to make it? Are they going to be okay? And you guys worry about everything. It's incredible. And I believe that if you get bogged down in worry, you cannot mother or be the mother that God has called you to be. That's not, that's not the area, that's not the place he wants you to be. He wants you to live above fear and above worry. So we're going to talk about how to push through that today. It's another struggle moms have is this thing called pressure. Pressure to be the best mom it's it's incredible I talked to some moms this week you know is this a real thing and and it, it is so real and I believe it comes at us from all different directions it comes at us from social media and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and and Pinterest and we see these pictures of other moms who who have it all together and their kids look like they're models and they're on the the honor roll and they made the the, the, the team and they they got invited to the prom and and they and then you look at your own kids and you're like what a disaster, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, all this pressure, you know, and, and it's just it's just incredible how real it is, and and some moms deal with this pressure in, a, in in some negative ways, some some moms actually become self-righteous, it's like, well, if you're supposed to be perfect, well, then by, by golly, I'm going to become perfect, and figure out how to be the best mom, and make all the right decisions, and all the right choices, and then they go about trying to be that perfect mom, and then they look at all the other moms who are failing, and they cast judgment on them, <laughs> and they say, well, you're wrong, and you're wrong and you're wrong and you should have breastfed and you should have sent your kid to this school and you should have, right? Know any self-righteous moms? They don't help, do they? But the reason they're self-righteous is because of the pressure, the pressure is real to be a perfect mom, so by golly, they're going to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and they're going to put forth that best face and show the best pictures on social media, and they're going to be the best mom. And then another negative influence of the pressure is, is, is kind of the opposite. It's a little bit darker. This is where moms look at all of the great moms out there and how their kids are just soaring and doing great, and they're not. F, just I don't, Newsflash, they're not. Everybody's screwed up. Amen. It ain't how it looks, folks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all bad on the, on the, you know, when you can't see you know, you know, behind closed doors. But we look at all these photos and these pictures and we look at everybody's best foot forward and it gets moms depressed. And they start to get real sad and real down when they look at their kids and, oh, I'll never measure up. And they have this, this, this effect of, of self-hatred and depression. Self-righteousness, self-hatred, both both very negative effects of the pressure that moms feel. Am I on to something here, moms, or am I crazy? Yes? Yes. Then this third struggle, this third struggle, I'm going to talk about how to push through the pressure today, okay? I'm not just going to talk about the problem, we're going to talk about how to resolve the problem. And then this third pressure is so real, it's guilt. Moms struggle with guilt. Moms have this unique ability uh, it's, it's unlike anything, I, I can't even compare it to anything. They have this unique ability to look at their children's failures and go, it's my fault. And here's what moms think when they see their kids screw up, mess up. What did I do wrong? What didn't I do right? I should have done more of this. I shouldn't have done that. I moms have this, this, this natural ability to, to take their children's failures upon themselves. Moms, you do this. Yes? Yes? Anybody? Am I crazy? Dads, are, dads do a lot better at this. Dads look at their kids' screw-ups and mess-ups, and we say, I told you not to do that. <laughs> what a knucklehead you are. Like I, like, I actually explained to you what would happen if you did that, and then you did it, and it ain't my fault. It's your fault, okay? <laughs> suffer the consequences. In fact, it's a big, important, it's a, such an important part of your growth to, to suffer the consequences. Love the consequences. Because then maybe next time you'll smarten up, right? (laughs) Your brain will grow or something like that. Dads are real good at saying, told you so. (laughs) Moms moms don't do that. No, they say, oh, it's my fault. (laughs) I'm so glad that I am not a mom sometimes. I really am. Because I couldn't live with that stuff. Couldn't live with that stuff. So, but but nevertheless, guilt is real. Moms struggle with guilt. What did I do wrong? I should have done more. I should have blah, 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 you know? And it didn't go away when you get older either. I mean, I'm 39 now, right? My brother's 40, my other brother's 41. Three in diapers. Years ago, my mom had it difficult. Even today, even today, all I have to do is bring something up and tease her just a little bit. She says, Oh, I know, I should have done better. It's unbelievable. Even now, all these years later, she'll still struggle with some mom guilt, and we're doing pretty good, me and my two brothers. (laughs) Anyway, moms struggle with guilt, they struggle with pressure, they struggle with this thing called worry. How are you going to push through these three things? Number one, here's what we're going to do. In order to push through the worry, you're going to let go. Moms, pay attention. This is very important. This is probably the most difficult thing I'm going to say today. Those kiddos that you think belong to you, they don't. They don't belong to you. If you're a woman of faith, You believe in Jesus Christ? You believe in God the Father and the Holy Spirit? Those children are not yours. Hello. Some of your moms like, I'm never coming back to this church. I hate that, Pastor. (laughs) I know. You can hate on me. I just got to tell you the truth, though. They're not your kids. God gave them to you, and you were a steward over that child. They do not belong to you. See, the fear and the worry comes from this thing called ownership. It's mine, my kids. i got to make sure they're safe. And, and then when it goes off and it goes awry and things happen, you fear and you worry. You have to let those babies go into the hand of God. you got to do what Hannah did in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Watch this. She prayed and asked God for a baby boy. God finally gave her the baby she prayed for. Watch what she does. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he's granted my request. And now here's what I'm deciding to do. I am, say it with me giving him to the Lord. I'm giving him back to God, and he will, say it with me, belong to the Lord his whole life. Wow, what a beautiful picture of motherhood. I'm taking this baby. Now, some of you are excited about this. You're not. There's no hesitation whatsoever. You're like, when can I give him up? (laughs) You know, take him, Lord, you know, (laughs) and I understand that. I understand that, but But you have to take this child and you have to give this child over. This child belongs to you, God. And when you do that, that releases you from here, from fear. Watch this. Letting go releases you from worry. It's not yours. It's not yours to worry about anymore. Let me ask you a few questions, moms. Is God capable to father your child? Is he capable to protect your child? Is he capable of guiding your child? Is he capable of working your child's life to produce his plans in your child's life? Yes, 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 all day long. That child is safest in the hands of God. You have to let him go, let her go. Now that doesn't mean you go home and you sit on the couch, <laughs> okay, and flick the TV on, and say, well, it "Ain't my problem anymore." Amen. <laughs> That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that you continue to lean in, you continue to shape, you continue to protect, you continue to guide, you continue to love, you continue to be physically present, emotionally present for that child, but you do all of that stuff in a different way, folks. You do it in a different way. You do it as a steward, not as an owner, and when, you're stu- when, you're, when you are the hands and feet of God, he's the owner. It's up, to, it, it's up to him to make sure that this child is safe and gets what this child needs, you act as a steward, and that releases you from worry. Amen? That's exciting stuff. you got to let that kid go. Okay, so that's how we're going to push through the worry. How are we going to push through the pressure? Uh-oh, we're going to stop comparing. We're going to stop comparing ourselves to other mothers and what they do with their kids and how their kids look on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all these different sites. and how they, We're just going to stop comparing how we do things with other Mothers. by the way that's a that's a trap isn't it isn't that a trap to just kind of compare yourself and, and i just talked about that a little bit ago you know it leads to self-righteousness it leads to self-hatred the bible actually says it this way fearing people or living for the opinions of others or comparing yourself to what other moms are doing is a dangerous trap it's a dangerous trap why is it a dangerous trap couple reasons number one it doesn't work it never, it never like, produces joy. Like, you never leave a, a session of Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest and go, man, I just feel so good about myself. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't bring you joy, right? No, you end up walking away thinking, man, again, what's wrong with my kids? You know, how come they can't make the honor roll? You know, how come they can't make the team? How come, my, how come my husband doesn't take us on vacations like that one husband takes this family? To, you, know, how, what's you end up walking away depressed. Here's what Theodore Roosevelt said. He said comparison is the thief of joy. Mark my words, his words. Comparison, it'll steal away your joy. That's where the pressure the pressure just destroys your joy. Comparing yourself to other other families, other mothers. You know what happens when you compare yourself to other mothers and what they're doing with their kids? You end up valuing things that God doesn't value. You start valuing things that other mothers value. Then you start trying to go down that, well, my kid's got to look that way. My kid's got to be involved in that activity. My kid's got to be a great singer. My kid's got to be a great athlete. My kid's got to, because their kid is. And God never said your kid is supposed to be a great singer. And God never said your kid's supposed to be on the honor roll. And God never said, and God, and God is not leading you as a mother. You know who's leading you as a mother? Other mothers. And that's a trap. That's the fear of man. It's a dangerous trap. You start to value things that God never told you to value, and then you start to make decisions that God never told you to make. And you start pushing your kids to do things that God is not leading your children to do. Does that make sense? So if we're not going to cave into the pressure, if we're not going to you know, live for the opinions of, of other and try to meet the expectations of other mothers, what are we going to do? Well, look at the second half of the verse. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but watch this. Trusting the Lord means Safety And trusting my life to what God says, relying upon Him to be my guide, as a mother, as a parent, saying, "God, what do you say? What do you value? Listen to what Proverbs chapter nine says: Fearing the Lord or living for the opinion of the Lord is the beginning of say it with me, wisdom. I begin to understand what God says is important. I begin to see as God sees, I begin to raise my children according to His principles and His ways and His laws. That is true wisdom, not what other moms are doing, right? we got to stop comparing ourselves to what other parents and other families are doing and look to God, and, and God shows us what he values. And when we see as God sees, we begin to do as God says, and then we become the mothers and the parents we're supposed to be. I love what Proverbs chapter 19 says. The fear of the Lord leads to life. We always talk about abundant life, fullness of life, life the way it was designed to be. Living for God's opinion leads to that sort of life. Then one rests, say it with me, content. This Hebrew word content simply means full. It means satisfied. In other words, you're going through your life, you're raising your children, and you're doing what you're called to do, and you're living for the audience of one, you're living for the opinion of one, and you feel the smile of God upon your life, and you're making wise choices and decisions, and all of a sudden you just kind of feel satisfied. (sighs) And when you're full, you don't need any more, right? Right? You ever eat a really good meal and you just say to yourself, I can't take one more bite? See that? That's what this word, that's what this Hebrew word means. I'm so satisfied in what God thinks about my mothering and my parenting that I, I, I don't care to compare myself with what this mom is doing or what this mom is saying or what they got their kids involved in. And I'll, I'm not going to be afraid of falling behind. I'm not going to be afraid of not being enough. No, no, no. My cup is full. Because I sense the smile of God upon my life. Wow, isn't that powerful? And that is how you push through the pressure to be the perfect mom. You get God's opinion upon your life. Does that make sense, ladies? We're going to push through the worry by letting go, and we're going to push through the pressure by stop comparing. Let's talk about guilt. How are we going to push through the guilt? Here's what we're going to do. Number three, we're going to get up, and we're going to keep moving we're going to get up and we're going to keep moving now I'm about to say something that's very very profound and important okay so grab your pencils grab your pens all of you note takers I want you to write this down okay this is this is really really good it's very important this would be worth you coming today some of you moms this is this is worth the price of admission right here we're going to deal with guilt here's how we're going to deal with guilt you're going to hear me you're going to hear God say this through me it's not always your fault it's true. It's not always your fault. When your kid screws up, it's not always your fault. God has given your little gremlins, you know the ones I'm talking about? Some of them have gotten bigger. Now they're not gremlins, they're monsters. God has given them this thing called free will. It shows up right, you know, right out of the gate, you know, right as soon as they pop out. They got this thing called free will. All that simply means is that you can explain to your child the right things to do, and you can walk them through it, and they will do the exact opposite, okay? That means that their brain hasn't developed yet. That's all that means, and that is not your fault. You have to hear me today. They're just not that smart. Does that make sense? Your children are not that smart. You have to understand that, and that means it's not your fault. Okay? I think back on some of the things that I did as a, a middle school and high school student and I had great parents. I'm not kidding. They would they would lay it out for me and this is the right thing to do and this is the right thing. I did the exact opposite. How many else? How many how many others? You know what that's called? Brain damage. Okay? So <laughs> not fully developed, which means it's not your fault. You got to quit always saying to yourself, what didn't I do? And oh, I should have done more. No, your children are just not that smart. Now, hopefully they grow. Hopefully they grow. And I've grown a bit. um, So it's possible to get better. But so we'll start with that. Now that should help alleviate a lot of the guilt that some of you have been carrying, okay? You didn't make any mistakes. They They just have some shortcomings. Now, what happens when you actually do mess up and you really do blow it as a mom? Can we all just take a moment and admit that you're going to blow it a lot, yes, you will mess up, you will say the wrong thing, you will do the wrong thing, you'll say you're going to do something, and then you don't follow through, you say you're not going to do something, and then you do it anyway, you're going to lose your temper, I, I mean, th- this, this happens, like like my mom, I watched my mom a couple, she's watching probably on the podcast here, she, she, so, but it's just real, with three children in diapers, and as they got older, she would at times lose her mind, her, lose completely lose her mind, like, Sometimes I'd have to watch because I could hear it in her voice, and all of a sudden I'd have to, because the shoe was coming at me. I mean, she would just take that puppy off. One time I did something, I promise I deserved it. I don't know what it was. She grabbed the paddle, and she swatted me so hard on the backside, the paddle cracked. She lost it. So listen, and by the way, I thought that was great, Mom, so I love you. You didn't mess up that bad. Because she's going to feel guilty about that whole story, right? So (laughs) No guilt. No guilt. I'm fine. It's okay. But you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. You're going to blow it. You're going to make mistakes. What do you do then when it's real, when it actually is your fault? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the gospel. We're going to look at what it says. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins. Now, this word confess simply means I did it. Okay? I did it. In the NBA, a lot of times, if you're an NBA fan, you know that when a foul is called, 99% of the time, the guy's going, oh, come on, I didn't touch him. (laughs) And there's like 17 cameras that show the dude fouled him, okay? And I know, okay. But then sometimes, I love it, I love it, when a guy fouls a guy, they just turn to the referee and they go, I did it. Don't you love that honesty? Oh, it just wins my heart over. Somebody was finally honest about the foul. Okay, that's what this word means. I did it right here. It's me. not going to pretend, okay? If we confess our sins, here's what we're going to do, moms. We're going to trust that God is faithful. This word is incredibly important. It means that he's consistent. It means that every single time you can count on it, he's not wishy-washy. He's not, well, maybe I'll forgive you this time, maybe not. If you're really sorry, then maybe I'll forgive you. Nope. Every single time, that's what this word means. If we confess, I did it. He's faithful every single time to do two things. Watch this. To forgive us of our sins. Okay? We love that part. But not only to forgive us, but also to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ladies, and this is for the guys too. This is for me. This is for everybody. We've heard about the forgiveness of sins, have we not? Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins. We understand that means to cancel the debt. You don't owe me anymore. You can go free. We understand that. And many of us actually have leaned into that and have received the forgiveness of sins. But what we don't quite understand is the second word, cleanse. And because we don't understand the second word, we're still riddled with guilt. The word actually means to remove dirt out of a cloth, to remove a stain from a blouse or from a shirt. That's what the Greek word actually means. In the book of Mark, chapter 8, Jesus uses the word to describe cleansing a leper. Same Greek word. The dude had leprosy, Jesus touched him, and the Bible says that he was cleansed from his leprosy. He was healed. It wasn't on him anymore. His body was totally restored back to the way it was before the leprosy. I know some of you have a favorite shirt or favorite blouse that you used to wear all the time, but now it has a stain on it that you can't get out. And so you don't wear that anymore out of fear of embarrassment or not wanting to look improper. So you keep it in the closet. Am I right? Anybody have a blouse like that, shirt like that? Man, I wish I could wear that, but it's got a stain. Some of you moms are living your life that way in shame, behind closed doors, hanging out in the closet, not wanting people to see because you, 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 you know about forgiveness of sins, but you're not sure that you've been cleansed. There's still kind of a stain on me. And so because the stain is still there, there's still guilt over what has happened in the past and what you've done. And that is not the gospel. The gospel says when you come to Christ and you say, Lord, I messed up. I blew it. I did that. You're right. Yes. Yes. Will you forgive me? And then also, also, by the blood of Jesus Christ that he spilled on the cross, will you also remove the stain so that I am fresh and clean as white as snow? Ladies, when you lean into Jesus for the cleansing of your sins, oh, that sets you free from the guilt of your past mistakes. So many people say to me, and, and this is maybe this is just a pastor thing, they say, Danny, I understand God has forgiven me, but I can't forgive myself. Anybody? Anybody honest in the room today? I mean, I know God's forgiven me, and I can forgive others, but I can't forgive myself. Here's why you're stuck there. Because you do not see yourself as cleansed, made as white as snow. You still think the stain is there. You're refusing to view yourself as God views you. But if you should ever, ever, ever embrace Jesus in a way that his blood cleanses you from all sin and unrighteousness, you would be set free from guilt that plagues you. That's powerful. If we're going to push through the worry, ladies, moms, we've got to let go. If we're going to push through the pressure, we've got to stop comparing. And if we're going to push through the guilt, we've got to get up and keep moving by trusting in Jesus Christ to wash away all of our sins. I love what Jill Churchill said. She said, there's no way to be a perfect mother, but there's a million ways to be a good one. Don't you love that? I'm not even a mom, but that that makes me want to be a mom. I don't know. It's like, like, that's so exciting. Like, I'm never going to be a perfect parent. I'm never going to be a perfect mother. But, man, there is so many ways that I could be a really good one, and there is for you, too. I hope today has been an encouragement to you today. Here's here's how I, I want to close. I want to remind you of why it's so important to push through these three struggles, because you matter. What you do matter. You shape and influence your children like no one else can. You set them up in the future like no one else can. Even as adults, some of you are sitting there, well, I've missed my opportunity. No, 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 you haven't. You're still the mother. You're still the mother. You can continue to act on God's behalf as a steward, not an owner. That That removes the fear and the worry. You can continue to shape and mold as a steward in your child's life. You can function best as a mother without the worry, without the pressure in comparison, and without the guilt. In fact, you must. You must push through those three things if you're going to be the mother that Christ has designed you to be and have the greatest impact possible. So all I wanted to do today is breathe some encouragement. I wanted to breathe some inspiration. I wanted to breathe some, put some hope under your wings today as a mother. Now, here's how I want to close out. Last year I did this. I think it would be fun to do it again. Um, I wrote a blessing, and and, um, a blessing is simply invoking God's favor upon somebody's life. That's what a blessing is. I don't know if you've ever received one or given one, but that's what a blessing is. We often say to somebody when they sneeze, God bless you, and uh, that's not really what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about asking God to bring down his goodwill, his favor upon your life. So what I want to do right now is bless all of the mothers, okay? So if you'd stand to your feet really quick, if you're a mother, if you're a grandmother... Just go ahead and stand. Don't be ashamed. Be be proud. Go ahead. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. And and here's how you receive a blessing, okay? You simply say to God, yes, Lord. Yes. I feel worthy of this. I receive it. I I take it in. Yes, I I want your favor in my life. I want goodness in my life. I want the grace in my life. And that's basically all. You can close your eyes as I read this blessing over you. But just... Receive it by faith today. You ready? May the Lord bless you and may the Lord protect you. May the Lord smile on your life and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. May the Lord confirm his unconditional acceptance and love over your life. May the Lord give you the courage, and the wisdom, the strength to push through the fear, the worry, the pressure, and the guilt. And may the Lord give you understanding of himself, who he is and what he's like, so that you can fully trust in him all the days of your life. Amen. You may be seated. As we close out today, um, I was thinking about this. We're going to probably do some nice things for our moms today, I'm sure, if you haven't already, given them a gift of some sort. And I was thinking, what's the, what's the greatest gift that I can give my mother? What's the greatest gift that you can give your mother if she's a, if she's a woman of faith? And it just, became, it just became so clear to me. The greatest gift that I can give my mother and the greatest gift that you can give your mother is to live a godly life. It's not a gift card to her favorite restaurant. It's not even giving her grandkids, although that's really close. <laughs> It's living a godly life. I texted my mom this morning, and uh, I said to her, I'll just read it to you really quick. I said, happy Mother's Day. It's about 8 o'clock in the morning. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a very special day planned today. Thank you for being such a great mom. I'll call you later. I love you. Here's what she texted back right away. Thank you, Danny. Thank you for being such a good son. I give God all the glory. I'll talk to you later. I responded back by saying, trying my best. And I meant it. Trying my best to just be a good man. Trying my best to follow my Savior. Trying my best to let Jesus lead my life. It's the greatest gift that I can give to my mother. And here's what's true. There's today. Today, in this room, someone watching online, You can't say that. That's not the goal of your life. You can't look at your mom and say, you know what, mom, on on, on Mother's Day, I'm going to give you the gift of living for Jesus because that's not the path of your life. That's not the path that you're on. It's not even an interest to you. You can change that today. You know that? You can change the direction of your life in one decision. You can say, you know what, today I'm actually going to choose the path of Christ. I'm gonna choose the path of Jesus. I'm gonna follow the Master because I believe He has life in Him. And you know what? Some of you here today, some of you watching online, you feel that. You sense that. You, what I just said made sense to you. Some of the dots connected. You'd like to be able to say to your mother, Mom, the great, I'm now living for Christ. I'm done with all the nonsense. I'm done with all the foolishness. I'm done with all the selfishness. I'm going to try to get my life on track and follow Christ. What a gift on Mother's Day. And you sense that and you feel that. So right now I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. You know what it is? It's a prayer to make that very decision to follow Christ, to put your life in his hands and to trust him. And if you feel led to do that right now, in this moment, take the words I'm about to say, make them your own, and make a commitment right now to follow Christ. Will you pray with me? Say these words, make them your own. Dear Jesus, I wasn't planning on this today, but I'm turning towards you. And putting my life in your hands. I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I want to follow you. I've gone astray, I've turned away from you, I've not lived for you. But right now, I'm putting my trust and confidence in you as the Master, as the Lord. I believe you died on the cross from my sin to wash away all the guilt and all the shame and all the sin cleanse me today and make me your child I'm going to give it my best shot with your help to become your disciple to live my life for you to trust you with my entire life I pray this in Christ's name If you just prayed that prayer, first of all, we want to give God glory for what he's done in your life. That's right. Greatest decision you'll ever make. To get you started on that journey and what it looks like to follow Jesus is to take a Bible like this one and begin reading it and begin following it. You know, Jesus said one time, whoever hears my words and puts them into practice is like a wise person who builds his house on a rock. And the winds and the waves and the storms come and they shake that house, but the, but the house doesn't move because it was founded on the rock. You know what the rock is? The teachings and the ways of Christ. And so we want to give you one of these right now. It's a one-year New Testament. There's tables back here to my right and to my left. You can grab those on the way out. If you prayed that prayer online, you can send us an email and we'll send one of these to you in the mail. Also, when you go back there, they're going to tell you about a short-term small group called Starting Point. And all that is is a, a, a short-term group designed to help you have some discussion around faith. Maybe you've been away from faith for a while. You just put your faith in Christ just to kind of get you kick-started on your new journey with Christ. Again, can we give God glory today for what he's done for our moms? We love you, moms, so much. You're incredible. If you have a mom today, man, just try to bless their socks off, will you? Just do something special for them. And again, the best thing you can do is to live a godly life for them. You know what I'm saying? So give your life over to Christ and, and, and give that as a gift to your mom today. If you prayed, hey, if you prayed that prayer today to put your trust in Christ, tell your mom. Just call her up. Tell her. So you're not going to believe what I did. Maybe she lives in another state. Maybe she lives in another, well, I don't know where she lives. She's not, maybe she's not here. Call her or text her and say, you know what, Mom? You know what I did today? I trusted Christ to be my Savior. I know you always wanted me to do that. I know I haven't been to church in forever. But I want you to know that I trusted Christ to be my Savior. You will not believe how ble- blessed she's going to be. Okay? Will you do that? If you, did, if you made that choice? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for moms. Thank you for their influence in our lives. They literally are your hands and your feet. We feel your love through our moms We learn about your heart through the heart of our mothers. Thank you for them. I pray, God, as each mother leaves here today, as each grandmother leaves here today, that they would just soar, that they would be inspired, strengthened, encouraged by your Spirit, and that they would take these three action steps so that they could conquer worry, conquer the pressure, and conquer the guilt, so that they can become the mom that you created them to be so that they could have the influence that you created them to have. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, next week we're starting a brand new series called Drifting. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. Bring your friends. We'll see you next week.